We've got this um, big sign before us, behind us, and uh, reminds us of our, our series that we're doing at the moment. Reminds us that we're a people of, of faith, um, but also of the, the series that we're doing. And I just want to remind you uh, a couple of things about faith, because faith is, is different in the, um, in, in the biblical idea of faith than the common way faith is often used in our society. Uh, so, so often when people will say to you, what, uh, do, do you have a faith or what's your faith like? When we talk about faith generally, we're talking about a group of ideas or a religious system or, or something like that. It's, it's very much in your mind um, or, or a set of beliefs. But when we look into Scripture, when we look at what, when, when we see faith in the Bible, it's, it's not just belief, it's not just mental assent, uh, it's, it's not just knowing, but it's action. That, that action part of that, uh, putting into action what we believe and what we know is what the Bible talks about as being faith. We can, we can kind of extrapolate that into to all of life in, in the sense of where we're expressing, we're using faith all the time in, in a general sense. Uh, if... Um, we know a certain bank and we can have confidence in that bank, we can think it's trustworthy, but it's not until we actually take our pay and deposit it in that bank that our belief, our trust actually moves to faith. So that there's a physical action and we're putting our faith and trust in what that bank says it can do and is. When we let's say I had a, a policeman come to my door at midnight and uh, they said, Andrew, you need to, you need to come down the church. Um, something, something's happened there. Uh, normally, I don't go with people uh, at night time that come to my, to my house at midnight. But I, I use my, my, my reason, my faculties. I, I see his uniform. I see that the police car's down there. Uh, he knows about that I'm, I'm a pastor at a church, and I think, okay, this is reasonable. Um, I'll go with this man uh, to, 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 the, to the church. So faith, it, it has these, these common elements, and uh, biblical faith is, is one, it's a personal faith. It's a, it's a faith, and what I mean by personal faith, it's a faith in a person. It, it's faith in the Creator God, who's revealed to us in Jesus. So it's personal. Faith is also rational. Uh, sometimes the, the idea of faith that we have is when we can't rationalize something, when, when we can't use our faculties to understand something, what we do is we kind of jump off in faith. But it's, it's actually a very different way that the Bible talks about faith. God actually wants us to use our, our mind, the faculties that He's given us, to, to weigh to weigh God, to weigh his, uh, his, his work in our life, and then to step out in faith, actually believing that He can um, support us. And then, as I said, it's an, it's an action. It's not just, it doesn't just remind, remain in the area of belief or, um, or knowledge. It actually works its way out in the everyday stuff of life in action. So we're moving into Joshua this morning. One of the Old Testament books, and we're going to be in the very first chapter. So, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, can you open to Joshua 
chapter 1. And we're, uh, we're, we're dropping into a, a part of a story that, that starts right at creation and moves right, um, right across to when, when Jesus is going to come and restore everything again. And, and we've, been, we've been kind of grafted into that story. I want to, before we move into this book of Joshua, I want to actually give us some context here, um, just, to, just to place us where we are. So I've got a, a little cartoon here. This is from the, uh, the wonderful work that the guys from the Bible Project done, does, and uh, it just, just helps us to, to get a framework for what's going on here. So going right back to the beginning, we have God, He creates uh, the, the heavens and the earth and, and us, and uh, what we say to him basically is, God, we want to do it our own way, and we rebel against him. And what we see is that everything, kind of, we kind of just mess everything up. Uh, from, from that point on, there's, there's, there's good in the world, but there's just a lot of mess. And God doesn't want to leave it that way, and he starts to intervene and starts to move towards redeeming, restoring humanity and, uh, and this place that he has created for us to live. So he calls this guy named Abraham. And uh, Abraham is to be the father of many nations. He uh, intends to bless Abraham, but bless him so that he will be a blessing to the rest of the nations around him. And also bless him in such a way that the other nations would see that this is what it's like, this is what the Creator God is like, and this is what it's like when a people submit to His, um, to his leadership, to his, um, uh, to his will. What happens is uh, Abraham's family, they do become a nation, and they get, uh, something, something comes up, and there's a, a famine in the land, and they, God provides a way for them to survive. They go to Egypt... And after a while in Egypt, they're enslaved. They're an enslaved people. And what God does again is he raises up someone else. He raises up Moses to, uh, to free his people. And we've got the story of, uh, of the Exodus there and God, uh, Moses going before Pharaoh and God sending the plagues and everything that goes with that. And they're in the wilderness for, for quite a while, and in the wilderness there, God gives him, them his laws and his ways of, of, uh, of living rightly and in alignment with him. Uh, and yet the people don't have faith in, in, in God, that they, their faith falters, and it goes a whole generation before some of the promises that God had promised will actually be seen in reality. So here we have Joshua, the uh, famous leader Moses has just died and Joshua is standing on the edge of the promised land. Let's read this passage. So this is Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, he's dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River in the land that I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I have promised Moses, your territory will be extended from the desert to Lebanon. 
and from the great river, the Euphrates, all of the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all of your days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua will be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to the inheritance, the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses has given you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Father, we, we listen to these words. These are, these are words that you said to Joshua, and yet uh, there's a sense in which these are words that you are saying to your church as well. That you're not only saying to your church, but, but we can hear these words spoken to us as well. Be strong and courageous. Don't let these words depart from our mouth. Meditate on them day and night. These are, these are words, do not be, do not be fearful. Do not be afraid or discouraged. These are words that are picked up throughout scriptures and repeated to us again and again and again. We hear them in the words of Jesus as well. And Lord, I pray that you would whisper these words into our hearts this morning. That you would take the specific word in which you would want us to hear and that you would touch us and that you would whisper them. That it may set a different trajectory in a specific area in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Twice in that chapter there, in that, in that little beginning of the chapter, we, uh, we heard that God talked about success. And that's, a, that's an interesting word there. What, 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 is, what do you think God's talking about when he talks about success? What, what is what is success in life? Our, uh, our society defines that, that pretty clearly. Um, our, our society defines it generally as um, material gain in some way. Not, not, just, not just money, but um, success is, is being able to get to a spot that you can, you can do what you want to do. Um, that you don't have to worry that uh, you, you can, you, you, you're not any more kind of restrained by, by things, but, but you can do whatever you want to do. Generally, people with wealth or intelligence or um, have, have, have created something big are seen to be successful. And that's not, not bad, but it's not success in God's eyes. Success has much more to do with, with faith. I think of Hebrews that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, Hebrews 11, where it says, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, to those who have been faithful. 
who have, who have walked in faith. I think of, um, I think it's in Luke, Luke chapter 12. Jesus is talking about, it's talking pretty much directly into what we, uh, or what our culture defines as success. Uh, two guys are uh, arguing about an inheritance and Jesus, they, they asked Jesus to intervene and, and Jesus um, politely says no, pretty much. And he, then he said to them, watch out. In fact, he, he doesn't just say this to these two, he says this to all of those who are listening. He says this to us now, watch out, be on your guard against all types of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. It's also uh, written written like this, it's written like, uh, speaking to the people, he went on, he said, take care, protect yourself against the least bit of greed, life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. He then goes on to tell quite a challenging parable and he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man, it yielded an abundant harvest, He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he says, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And then I will store my surplus grain. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And then he lands it. This is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. We've talked about this before, about what money and possessions, uh, money was, was represented in, in uh, livestock and, and fields and land back then. It's represented in different stuff for us. And uh, God's very concerned about money and finances in the scriptures because it represents our values. Where, where, we, where we put what is valuable to us represents what's valuable to our hearts. And uh, God is saying here, you weren't rich towards me. You're, you, the way that you used your finances, the way that you used what you had, didn't represent faith. It didn't represent that you believe that there is a God and that He has created us and He's given us a mission and you haven't used those things to further His His will and His mission in the world. So God has a, a different view of success. Success is being rich towards God. Success is living a life of faith and this is what He uh, tells Joshua to do. Joshua, you're going to be going into life and it's going to be difficult. I've got a plan for you and the, the way that you are to walk through life is to walk in faith. So I want to quickly go through uh, three uh, instructions that God gives to Joshua. And uh, these, these three we'll find throughout the passage here. Uh, live in the present and look forward. Know, trust and obey 
and step out in faith. So you might be thinking, where, where do you get that first one from, Andrew? Live in the present, look, to, to, to the, look forward. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. What, what, a, what an introduction. First thing that uh, God says to Joshua as he's sending him out, as he's getting him ready, Moses, my servant, is dead. Wonderful. There's a sense in which uh, God is saying, Joshua, this is, this is a new time. Because the, 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 the leadership and the time of Moses, that represented a time in the past that had some wonderful things happen. Uh, God used Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. The law was given to him um, and to the people through him. They saw amazing things happen during that time. But it also represents some really bad things as well. When, when, they, when the spies went out into the land and looked at it um, and they came back, they lacked faith and then uh, there, there were many, many things that under Moses' leadership that went really, really wrong. And uh, it meant that the people, that generation, weren't actually able to go into the promised land. And, and there's a sense in which God's saying to Moses, um, to, to not Moses, to Joshua, that Moses, he's dead, he's buried, live in the now, live in the present, move forward. So often what we do is, um, is we live with one foot in the past and one foot in the present. And it, it enslaves us. The past can enslave us. I, I think the picture that God wants us to live in is, is not to forget the past, but to remember it and learn from it, but keep our feet in the present, ready to move into the future that God has for us. The couple of aspects of the past that can really hold us back from living for what God wants us for us in the, in the, fu- in the present and in the future. One of those aspects is when things haven't gone well in the past. When we are, when things, when, when, there's, when there's suffering, when there's failure in our life, when, uh, when we've had expectations that haven't been met, when people have let us down, uh, there's, there's many things in the past that we can hold on to that will, will actually inhibit us in the future. Uh, God says to, to Joshua, Moses is dead. He's buried. I wonder, I wonder if there's, there's anything in the past that we need to bury, that we can learn from, but, but we, 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 we don't bring that corpse with us into the future. There's a sense in which, which, which God is saying, don't, don't bring all that stuff into your future. This is, this is a new day, a new season, Joshua. Walk in that. So there's bad stuff that we can bring into the future. But there's another way that we can actually live in the past and that is the really good stuff that's happened in the past. Um, it, can, it can stop us listening to what God wants us to do in the, in the here and now because of good stuff that we're, we're looking back into and we're trying to bring with us. It's still a corpse, it's still trying to bring that into the present. I think of, um, this, this, is, this has been a struggle for me at times. As I'm here in Australia, often I'll look back to the days when I was in, Australia, in Togo, to those, to those amazing days. And uh, I will 
there will be a sense of uh, dissatisfaction with the present. And I, I think God's saying something similar there too. Um, Andrew, Togo, Togo, that's that's in the past. Learn from it, remember it, but live in the present. Don't don't let don't try and carry what I did in the past into the present as if it should be that way in the present. Live in the present. Some of you that are a little bit older um, might remember when Billy Graham came through. They were amazing days for this nation and for the church. And uh, there can be a tendency even to to bring try and bring those special moments that we had into our past into the present as well. We're to remember them, we're to learn from them, but we're to look in this present moment as to what God, how God wants us to be and uh, how He wants us to be obedient to Him in this present moment. Is there anything that we might need to bury, leave behind us? Because today is a new day and today we can start over. This day is a new opportunity to experience God's forgiveness. It's a new opportunity to go to Him in prayer. It's a new opportunity this day to set a new trajectory. If there's been a trajectory set in the past, it's a brand new day to bury some stuff and start a new trajectory. It's a new day to reorder priorities and set in front of us what matters most. So that's the first one. Live in the present, looking to the future. Bury in the past what needs to stay in the past. Second one, know, trust and obey. In verse 6, it says, be strong and courageous. He says this to Joshua, he says this to us, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people um, to the inheritance, the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. This is, this is living in the light of promises. God, is, his, as our people have given us uh, many, many promises. And they, they enable us to be courageous. They enable us to live differently. I think of the, the grand sweeping promise that God will restore all things, that Jesus is coming again and he'll make what is wrong right and he'll restore us that changes the way we live, changes the way we use our time, changes the way we use our finances, allows us to forgive when everything in us says that we can't. Verse 7, be strong and courageous, be careful to obey my law that my servant gave you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Another principle that God is giving us, he's, he's saying, I've, I've given you my word so that you can align with who I am and the ways that I want you to live. And I think it's, it's a little bit like bumper rails. Um, get, the, the Bible won't, won't give us a, a blueprint of, of every single uh, step that we need to take. It, it, it more gives us bumper rails. It says, stay, stay between these two lines and, uh, and, 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 and it will be good. 
Or stay between these two lines and at least you'll walk in faith. And then this passage, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. There's three principles here. Uh, This is often a verse that's given to people when they're baptised, written in a Bible. There's three principles of how we we live a life that's aligned with, with God and His character and His ways. And that is, that is number one, keep God's words, keep the things that God has said on our mouths. Talk about them. Talk about them to our kids. Talk about them in our, in our home groups. Talk about them as we, as we go out from here. Talk about them with your friends and, and with your spouses. When we, when we articulate them, it, it actually brings God's words back up in our minds again. It says meditate. This is, this is a deeper type of talking about them. It's a, it's a bringing them up in our minds to, and it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a, a, a playing with the, the things of God in our minds to see how they apply to our lives and how they make changes to our lives, how, how it affects the actual action of our lives. So meditate on them day and night and then we have this action part so that you may be careful to do everything written in them. These are not just stuff to stay in our minds. This is stuff that affects us in action. It, 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 it is, it's, it's when action happens, that faith happens. It's when action happens that we are obedient to Christ. Basically, think of what Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Not if you love me, believe in me or think right about me. If you love me, obey me. Then we go to the, the last one there, we have live in the present, know, trust and obey. And then we've got here stepping out in faith. Actually, before, before we get to stepping out in faith, I just want to talk just into uh, the know, trust and obey just a little bit more. Uh, often what hampers us is pragmatism. Um, we're, in a, we're in an extremely pragmatic culture. And basically the idea is uh, we want to see a result straight away. If we do something, we want to see the result. And, uh, and yet so much in life doesn't work that way. And, and being in God's Word, meditating in God's Word, having His Word on, in His mouth, coming here on a Sunday doesn't work like that. It's a bit like KFC. How is it like KFC? Um, well, you eat KFC once a week and you're not going to have much of a problem. But if you eat KFC uh, morning and night for a whole year, you're going to see some change, aren't you? Yeah, some big change. Um, it's going to affect you majorly. And that's a little bit like what happens when we, when we immerse ourselves in the Word of God? When every day we, 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 we come to something that doesn't feel like it's having all that great of a change on us, but progressively uh, it, it is starting to transform us, just like KFC can transform us. But in a good way. 
when we allow God to use his word, he starts to form us and it's easier to walk out in faith. Last one there is stepping out in faith and I've, I've um, I put that very carefully there, stepping out in faith because often when we think about this, when we think about the word faith here and we're thinking about this whole series, we're thinking about times in our lives where God brings us to a spot and he says, jump. You know those big ones where you're kind of ready and you just, you, you, you kind of, you take in all the information, you pray about it and then, and then you've just got to jump. Um, the reality is, is, is that's fairly minimal in our lives. There, there's not many of those times where God tells us to jump like that. They'll be the rare kind of um, hopefully mountaintop moments. But living a life of faith is much more taking a step of faith, a step of faith, another step of faith, another step of faith in the everyday stuff of lives. I think that deeply pleases God. Every step taken in faith. You know, we, we do that um, We do that often in, in many different ways. We do it in, um, when, we, when we have desires that don't line up with the way that God would want us to live and we fight against them, that's a step of faith. We do that when, um, when we're, we're, we're assessing how we use our time. That's a step of faith. We do that when we're, we're thinking about priorities and we're thinking about what God has said here. Meditate on my words day and night. Let it be on your mouth. That is a step of faith. To say, I believe you, God, that this is going to have an effect on, my, on who I am. It's a step of faith even to come out this morning. That what God has said is good, that we should gather together, is truly good. It says these words regarding Joshua moving out in faith. He says, be strong and courageous. He says, did you notice that he says that three times? So first of all, it's be strong and courageous. And then he says, be strong and very courageous. And then he says... Um, yeah, be strong and courageous again, three times. The, the reality is, is that life, a life of faith, a life of walking with God is not going to be easy. There are times that's going to be hard. And uh, the, the, the word courageous, it has this idea that, um, that things are going to be hard. Uh, you think of a fireman, when they, when they run into a burning building, uh, there, there's, there's fear there. That they know they're going to come across obstacles, they know that they could even die, and yet there's this higher priority, and that is that they've given their lives to saving people, and they can hear a little girl in that fire, that they run into that fire, and we call it courageous. Not because it wasn't hard, but because there's something more important that's motivating them. That's courage. He's saying to Joshua, Joshua, it's going to be hard to take the promises that I have for you. But stand on certain things. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. A f- a f- fear often stops us from taking that first step. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. What happens with discouraging? It's as we're stepping out in faith, when something happens that is unexpected or something happens that... Uh, that that comes and blocks us or or discourages us he says don't be discouraged 
keep going when something happens. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And this is, this is where it lands again. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua said, as I was, God said to Joshua, as, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you also. Joshua says, be strong and, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for I am with you. I think of when Jesus picks that up. And he's speaking to his disciples, he's speaking to the church, and he says, go and make disciples. Can you remember what he says at the very end there? I'll be with you until the very end of the age. He is with us through his spirit. I want to finish. I was reminded of this poem that I used to carry in my wallet. And uh, you will know this poem well. There it is. There we go. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark, dark sky flashed a scene from my life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and one belonged to the Lord. After I looked at the scene of my life that flashed before me, I looked black, back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand when I needed you the most, you would leave me. There are some that are feeling like that this morning. That articulates well what's going on in your heart. May you listen to what is whispered back. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, I was then, it was then that I carried you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have called each one of us into a bigger story. I thank you that you call us to walk in faith not just to believe, not just to know about you, but to step. Each day, putting into action what we believe. Father, I think about Joshua being sent into the promised land. I think about us being sent into life. And Lord, it's not going to be easy at times. I thank you that you promise to always be with us. I thank you for this, this poem that has spoken to so many and this truth of the way that you seem to carry us and yet can feel like you're, you're not with us, but you, you promise, God, that you will never leave us or forsake us. 
I thank you for that repeated promise that comes up again and again in the scripture. And I thank you for the experience of that for Christians throughout history who have known that you have carried them through the deepest and darkest times. But we do pray that we would be people of faith in the everyday stuff of life, step by step, that we would step in faith. And Lord, would you give us courage as you call us to take those big steps in life, those big leaps. Pray that you could continue to speak to us. Just want to lift up to you that, that one thing that you've said to us. We remember so little normally, and yet we remember those times in which you have spoken to us. So Lord, I, I pray that you would just bring those, that little thing that you've said to us today. We bring that to mind and we ask that you would bless that. We ask that you would take it and that you would sink it down deep. And we say yes to that. We say yes to what you've said. Because you have spoken, we ask that you would move and that you would change in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.